Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright guys, welcome back to SLC Punks podcast. This is your host at Hansen, James. And this is a proud Idaho State Bengal. And guess what, guys? I know we didn't talk about this, Milo, but I wanted to mention it. The Yankees are going to win tonight, game two of the ALDS. I am excited and happy. Home runs abounding in Boston. We should all be happy, okay. Boston. I think I, I think I found the wrong podcast. I I apologize. This is <laughs> this is incredibly embarrassing. This is incredibly embarrassing. I I need to step out. I was I thought this was a jazz uh, podcast. I. I but, I I'm completely underprepared. I I did not. This is embarrassing. I I I didn't look at the notes. Are we anyway, are we talking anyway, Yankees? No, I no. like I, go I Yankees. Like That's drives. all I'm gonna say. Go Yankees. All right. Also, Do before we get started, not, no, we're never gonna get a review. We're gonna, we're gonna get like one star <laughs> reviews now because they're like, I thought this was a great podcast, and then James Hansen turns out to be a Yankees fan. Hey, Gramp. Grandpa Hansen likes the Yankees, so 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 do I. But I probably also, lost like all of my followers because I tweeted about Idaho State Bengals football. Like, <laughs> or, I got to show you guys you a video sometime. But there's, I almost tweeted it at you. There's a. Do you remember this guy named Kyle on? Oh, this is out there in left field. But there's a video about a guy who just keeps yelling Bangels, Bangels. <laughs> I should have I should have uh, sent it to you. I'll send it to you. you should have. I, I like. Here's the thing. I tweeted. I think I tweeted out today about 50 tweets on the Idaho State Bengals. Uh, I I I got a combined three likes, and I think most of them were from my little brother. So <laughs> little brothers liking your tweets is. We all got to so, start so, somewhere. So, so if you look at the Venn diagram of jazz fans and uh, Idaho State Bengals fans, they don't overlap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Idaho and I don't even like the Bengals. So I know, I know, but they won. They're four and one. Go Bengals! Shout anyway, out to the okay. Bengals! Shout out Best to the Yankees! And, and you know what? Shout, shout State, out to Utah State Aggies. Utah Let's State. get ourselves in Utah State Aggies. I'm just gonna. I'm. I what I I'm not I don't even know what you're talking about I really don't. Go but what Aggies. I am going to talk about is our ra- our ratings and reviews. Oh, you know, here I, goes. I just ignored the, you, go. the BYU comment there. BYU didn't play yesterday. And I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but here's the thing: Do they ever play when they show up? <laughs> Only I guess when like, it's Wisconsin. Can I? Can, they can, can, Wisconsin? Funny anecdote, funny anecdote. So um, 
So uh, Idaho State Bengals are four and one. They're, if you're not familiar with Idaho State, it's in Pocatello. They've only had, um, I think, three winning seasons in the past 30 years. That is actually true. And so um, the what was funny was anytime they play the fight song, like you, no one knows the words. And the reason why no one knows the words is they only play the fight song during touchdowns and wins. Mm. So on average, during any given season, you might only get to hear that fight song six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Which means in your whole entire and, – and when I went to Idaho State, they only won a combined three times. Dang. And a lot of those games they went touchdownless. So in actuality, I may have only heard the the Idaho State fight song a combined thirty times in my entire Idaho State career, uh, scholastic career. It means a lot anyway, of the players probably don't hear that fight song very often. No, no, and now it's playing a lot, and it's really exposing every Idaho State Bengal. Like we're just like you're like only chiming in. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We're like, I know where Go Bangles is. Go Bangles. Hitting it like yeah. I'm 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 like singing it. I'm singing it like it's the words to take on me. (laughs) Take on to me. So anyway, let's get to reviews. That's right. It's now time for something we're going to start doing every time. We got new reviews, guys. Thank you for going to SLC Punks on iTunes and reviewing us. If you want to do it, go to iTunes on your iPhone. I don't care which iPhone it is. Just make sure it's an iPhone and search SLC Punks and then leave, write a review, and then we'll read it. Real talk. Uh, Real talk. If If you are an Idaho State Bengals fan and you write a review, I will Venmo you $1. Whoa. I I swear. I swear. Just let me know you, you, you like screenshot it at me at at my underscore low uh, at my Twitter Milo and I will Venmo you because that, <laughs> that can be verified that can be verified hope you're ready for that uh, but this first I will review- Venmo you I, I, I reserve the right if it's too if it's too much but man if there are if you are an Idaho State Bengals fan because I need to know Hey, if you're an Idaho State Bengals fan, why aren't you following me on Twitter? I'm like the only cross section of what you really are interested in. Idaho it's State just Bengals. me, man. I'm sorry, you're stuck with me. Jazz and Bengals. I tweet about both. Find me another dude. Find me one <laughs> other dude. I dare you. You can't. I know there because is- I searched Twitter today to find out if there was anybody else tweeting about the game. There was no one except beat writers. You only got me. I'm your only it's, dude. Uh- it's a uh, Pocatello Twitter. It's a big it's Pocatello a big Twitter section of jazz fans. Pocatello Probably, jazz Twitter. Yeah, it's just me. People just from me. Pocatello who actually wanted to stay there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fish in a little puddle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first, first review comes from Argent Argentine Stud. Teacher buddy, and it says a must for jazz fans and their dot dot dot. Doesn't read the rest for me. Sorry, Argentine stud. Uh, teach your buddy to fish and he'll eat for a day, but introduce him to his podcast and he won't stop annoyingly ask you. You've listened to the podcast every dang time there's a new episode. Like, come on, bro. Clearly, I like this podcast or else I would have suggested it to you. These are the kinds of podcasts I want because this is a story. 
Uh, just give me a second. I'll listen to it. I have work and stuff. Jeez. Oh, and this podcast slaps, baby. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Just not to Ryan. He's an a-hole and I'm petty and don't want him to have nice things. That's what happens when you eat my last corn dog, you twig face son of gun. So, eh, Ryan, stop stop stealing corn dogs. Okay, Ryan? It's not a nice thing to do. And also, Argentine stud, I hope you have a chorty pan for all of us because we know that's a wonderful that, that dish. Is, that is some amazing pros. Next, next one comes from Ryan Harvard. Don't like hot dogs, but I love this podcast, I'm guessing. It cut it off. Hey, guys, this is great. It's cool that you both are big fans that know what you're talking about. Yeah, I tend to. We, <laughs> that's the best compliment. You seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dope <laughs> intro, too. You, you, but, seem to, you seem to know what you're talking about. You are mildly <laughs> adequate. That is the bar. <laughs> we are hitting the bar. Uh, but I'm going to stop there before Michael snaps or James' ego gets too big. Keep it up. My ego cannot get too big. It can never get too big. I uh, I got well, a bunch of guys on the I SLC. Just bought a new house. You bought a new house, so I mean, you gotta fill it. I've have I have had the craziest two or three months. We had. All right, I'm just gonna get real with you guys and get super honest. What happened to me? Uh, we bought a house, moved into said house. I have four kids now because I had a baby within the last two three months. Uh, I also had a vasectomy. And I've been dealing with that. And I just said that out loud, but that's what I've been dealing with. But guess what, guys? I'm healed up. The baby is somewhat sleeping well. <laughs> I'm ready for this jazz season. We are good to go. Anyone who puts vasectomy in your review, you I'm get a extra mildly food. adequate parent. <laughs> that's going to be on my tombstone. He was mildly He's, adequate. He seemed to know what he was doing. He seemed to know what he, he was doing doing at the time <laughs> that's all parenting basically <laughs> i know let's see uh, tj hooker one 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 great jazz pod love the chemistry with you guys my only suggestion more f-bombs you mean like food is that Freak what you're talking about and frack flip friggin all right i'll say friggin more often friggin uh, that way guys guess what if i do that that means i have to mark it as illicit and for one thing that's one extra click i have to do when i'm uploading it and two is, more it, I, you mean explicit do you mean explicit or illicit oh, ex, ex, oh you're right explicit i have i'm a writer yeah, I but mean, i have I mean, trouble with words you know no because i think illicit is like if we were like also using this to let's move on let's move yeah. on <laughs> i got a side hustle that i don't want to expose let's go <laughs> on uh next one guys we got a lot of reviews yeah, he's got to eat Keep them coming. Keep reviewing. Keep doing it. Uh, great jazz podcast. Hey, no. Uh, honestly, I look forward to this podcast more than any of my others. Obviously, so I can hear handsome James Hansen. Yes. <laughs> Give me my jazz updates. But I love the chemistry that he and Milo have on the mic. It's great fun and enjoyable throughout all the show. Thanks for all your hard work and for many, many more episodes to come. P.S. James, if I ever see you in public and you're not carrying around hundreds of hot dogs for all your adoring fans, I will be so disappointed. Do we All tell right. him this is the last one? <laughs> I did not know where that sentence was going to go. <laughs> if I ever see like, you in public, oh boy, oh boy. wow, this like, sentence oh, can go oh. a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it ended that way and not something else. Is that a hot right. dog or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> That's right. Isaac Myatt, our final review. This podcast is the greatest, all caps. I love this podcast. It is one, it is one the only jazz podcast. Love James Hansen and Michael Lohman. Make sure to read this again so so Michael doesn't feel left out. Michael, I hope you don't feel Aww. left out. A lot of Thank people you. 
Thank you. Are worried about your feelings. Do we tell him feelings. there's other podcasts, or do we just keep it a secret that it's only us? There are not it's other just, podcasts. There are, no, there are no other podcasts. This is we we wish that we would you would think there would be more podcasts. Period. Well, there. In fact, we're the only one on the podcast. We're the only podcast out there. there it's are, weird that they would make an app just for us. <laughs> There are things but out there, but are. you know, some of us don't like to listen to ten hours of ads. Oh, I said it! I said it! Ah, oh, yes, like yes, get petty, get petty. <laughs> you know, if you want to buy a Hyundai or something, there's some things out there like for you. If you want to get actual yeah. jazz talk uncensored, yeah, come here. Just do we will it. Never put ads unless people want to give give us unless money you for want ads. To put ads on this podcast. We will have ads, it. but until then, we will stick to our principles. We will stick to our principles and not put out ads unless you want to email me at my email. We would be happy to put ads on it. All right, guys, we are ready to get started with I actual will not be bought until I can be bought. <laughs> oh, I can be bought <laughs> very quickly. Name your number. It's my number's low. My number very is um, anything. That's my number. Yeah. Is it, is it more than zero? You're on. It's, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, guess what? We got three preseason games under our belt. Jazz are 3-0. and They have beaten uh, two Australian teams, and also they have beaten, I've already forgotten, the NBA team that the Jazz beat. Uh, Hold on. This is very important. My dog is whining at the door. I need, I need to let my dog out. Okay. Everyone, everyone who's on this podcast gets to listen to me. Let my dog out. Um, but while Michael does that, guys, the Jazz have beaten two NBL teams, which is not particularly interesting or you know impressive in that they just got a victory over NBL teams. But they okay, also I'm were back. able to play. Oh, you're back. I was just filling time. But they were able to beat the Toronto Raptors. So, Michael, uh, two of these games were against NBL teams. And, and, you know, there's not a lot you can pull from NBL teams. One of the thoughts I had... One of the things that I've kind of drawn from those two games against Australian teams, because the talent level is so much different, I think what those games kind of do is they can kind of actually show you the ceiling of certain players on your team. I think, um, obviously, one of the stories of these uh, NBL games that the Jazz have had has been Grayson Allen. Like, he has been shooting lights out when he played the NBL teams. When he played against Toronto, he looked very much like a rookie. But when he was against... The NBL yes. team where the talent was much lesser, you can kind of see his uh, kind of his ceiling. And what his ceiling we're finding out is a high level shooter who passes the ball and rebounds. And that's at a high clip. That's what I'm really impressed with. That defensive rebounding to start, get on the break. He really does push the pace. Oh, he's he's been really impressive. So he's one of the things that's been kind of exciting about uh, um, the jazz preseason so far. So the thing is, is you've got to take that with a grain of salt. Like Grayson right. Allen, when I saw him in summer league, I, I could just see it. That's why I kind of predicted he would probably be pretty darn good for the jazz. But when he played against Toronto, I mean, you could just tell that, uh, he was just getting rushed. He, things were going really fast for and him. Those are against much better defenders. Like Toronto is a good defensive team. And that bench is like, that's the bench mob. And, and the bench mob for Toronto is, I would say, they're the elite bench in in the NBA. I dare say they're the best, uh, if not one, bench one in the of NBA outside, outside of. I mean, I I think it's like them in Boston, like one mm-hmm. A, one B, where you just where where their bench in and of itself could probably be a thirty to thirty five win team. 
Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, so that's 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 a, that's a hard thing about Toronto, and I think that was a a, a necessary <laughs> necessary reality adjust, uh, adjustments and and expectations adjustment. I'm really interested to see what happens when uh, Utah does play Portland and Sacramento. Portland, which doesn't have as strong a bench. Mm-hmm. as as a Toronto and then Sacramento which is just uh I mean this year this season's version of their tire fire. Mm-hmm. So it I I think that will be interesting and then plus that game that last preseason game against the Kings I imagine the uh Jazz starters are not going to play a minute. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to see Gobert f- favors uh, we're not going to see Ingles. We're not going to see Rubio. We're not going to see Mitchell. So I mean, so it's going to be a healthy dose of Exum, of, Gr- of Grayson Allen, of Alec Burks, of um, <laughs> uh, Jay Crowder and Tabo. A lot of time in, with them because that's the other battle. Like um, I, I, I was talking about it in the recap um, last night of the game is. Grayson Allen, uh, Grayson Allen and Alec Burks play in preseason has really muddied um, the depth chart mm-hmm. uh, for the guards. Because before I, I in my head I was like, okay, it is clearly Dante uh, Dante Exum and Royce O'Neal who are going to be your first two wing slash guard players off the bench mm-hmm. um, to, to to you know relieve Ingles or, or Rubio or Mitchell. And so far in preseason, even when Exum was healthy, Burks um, was the first one off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen is getting off the bench, and um, and they have seized the opportunity. the 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 guard, the uh, so Exum and Royce. And this is what's interesting. Like it's it's fire and ice. It's really hard to compare apples to apples because if you look at if you go points per game, you're like, oh, it's easy. It's this is going to be Grayson Allen and Alec Burks. They deserve those minutes. But then you look at the defensive end, and it's Exum and O'Neal are just elite, mm-hmm. and that isn't going to show up on the on the on the stat sheet. But those two can can rotate, can play multiple positions, and are not going to light it up playmaking wise. But Exum did have a lot of assists too. So it's. <sighs> I actually, it's, it's, it's a, well, I was going to say it, it's really hard to I, decide and, and maybe the depth chart is not going to be, is not going to be rigid. It's going to be very fluid and based on who Utah is playing and what their need is going into, uh, with that first, that first bench. Mm-hmm. I actually wonder if, and I honestly, I, I'm a fan of Grayson Allen and I think he's been surprisingly good in the preseason. I mean, against the NBL teams. So that's obviously, you know, eh, not that in the, and like in the grand scheme of things, not that impressive, honestly, but I actually think Quinn Snyder is just using this preseason to just try out some things, give some players some run that might not normally get it. I actually don't know how much Mm -hmm. we're even going to see Alec Burks and Grayson Allen play this year. I think uh, like Rudy Gobert didn't play last game. We don't need to see Rudy Gobert destroy the, another NBL team. That first game, the Jazz won against that first NBL team where they didn't. It honestly looked like they might not even score a point at a certain like during that game. And yeah, uh, there's just no reason to even. And I play wonder how much of that is jet lag and being undermanned and all of that because they uh, Perth played was it OKC last oh. night and they actually they looked really decent. Mm. So. um so yeah, tell, I think it, how good it, 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 a little bit. 
but they might have been tired. Yeah, Rudy is different. Because last night without Rudy, that was another thing too. Like Rudy didn't play last night, and that first and second quarter was um, not very promising. No, it was a little uh, like to what? watch your, your starters. And and I'm not like part of me because it was it was right before the game that Quinn was like he's resting. Oh and, really? And no, no mention of injuries and everything. And I was like, man, is this a flex by Quinn to be like, oh, you guys like. You guys haven't been working as hard on defense in practice, and uh, you guys think you're ready for it? Okay, well, um, let's just uh, take your game genie away and see if you can beat Contra by yourself. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that first and second, uh, for all of the first and much of the second until I dare say like the last two and a half minutes of the second quarter where they went on a run and actually took the lead, provided some separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 um, who, who was the dude who, who looked like Toby Flenders? Like, is like, is it Sobe who, I'm trying to remember. Sobe, yeah. Cause he was with the jazz. Uh, he, he was with the jazz in uh 2017 summer league mm-hmm. and he lit them up. Like he, oh, he had absolutely just, he, I mean, he was really had good. A, had a game. Yeah, Nathan Sobey, yeah. And and he he, uh, he was he was insane. He was all over the place. And so uh man, he scored 12 points. 12 points on in 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 the first quarter. And that wasn't against like the Jazz's bench. Donovan Mitchell Ricky Rubio played much of the first quarter and he lit them up. Mm-hmm. And well, and and that's and, and and they hunkered down towards the end of the second, but I mean, if you're Quinn Snyder, that's a, you kind of got your dream scenario. The the Jazz didn't lose and get embarrassed, but you got enough game film to just just nitpick the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And if any time they're like getting puffy chesty, you could be like, "Hey, remember how uh, Nathan Sobe lit you up?" Yeah, next time that was cool, right? A little too big for your britches. You can pull, bring that up and let them know. And that's and that's necessary because if the because Quinn Snyder's big mantra and he said it at media day and he's been reiterating it during preseason is he wants the jazz to go from being a good defensive team to an elite defensive team and rudy is defensively at his peak mm-hmm. it, like he there might be some things where he like gets like you know like a, like a percentage point better in but for the most part rudy is what he is on defense which is the best defensive player in the game around the rim mm-hmm. not the jazz, for them to get better on defense yeah 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 and for but for utah to get better their perimeter play has to be better and they have to decide um when they need to stay on their man and when they want to gamble because last year they were able to gamble a lot and get a lot of uh turnovers last year because they have rudy gobert gambling and then uh, they have Rudy Gobert back on the defense if they gamble, but against per, uh, against not Perth but Adelaide, they they were gambling and getting eaten alive mm-hmm. because they were expecting the same thing. And maybe and maybe it was and maybe it wasn't a flex by Quinn Snyder. Maybe he's like, I want you to play the same way on the defensive end. I don't want you to change the way we play just for this game because he's out because that's you're, we're going to play with Rudy Gobert during the regular season. So, mm-hmm. and so he might look at that film and be like, you gambled there, but normally Gobert would be back there. So that's a good play. Um, 
Or he might be, yeah, you can't do that. You have to adjust and you're not adjusting. So it's, it, I, I think, I, I think we're starting to learn, uh, learn a lot, but I think the two, ma- t- the, the two major battles um, at who's, who's going to be those first guards off the bench and get the most minutes is way not settled. And I don't think that's going to be settled until the end of November, mm-hmm. to be honest. See, I think, um, I think it's, because it's, I, it's, again, it's muddy. My thing is, I think it's, I think it's muddy. You think it's muddy? I think it's pretty clear. I, I love Grayson. I think he's fantastic. I don't know how much he's going to play. I think, I think Royce O'Neal is going to, I, I don't know. Like one of the th- interesting things. About- what, what, if Grayson, what, if Grayson, what if Grayson and Alec have two, two more good games where they, they each score uh, like 12 and 15 in against trailblazers and Kings? What do you do with that? Well, like that, and, and they have positive pl- plus or minus differentials. They don't they don't go out there and score twelve and give up twelve. I mean, we're we're talking preseason still, though, right? Like some of the yeah, yeah, and that's that's it. That, like it's not it's but Alec Alec looks. I will say Grayson Allen is a bit. I I still feel it's fool's gold just because he hasn't faced top talent. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering about Burks though, because Burks is doing it in a very efficient way. He's he's dishing the ball, um, he's playing within the offense, and I do think he feels a need if he plays like this because you need somebody with like Burks who can get his own shot mm-hmm. um, in that bench unit. And so I could see him um, rising or falling depending on his play. I think Grayson Allen, they will have a specific development plan with him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not going to get uh, a barring major developments mm-hmm. in practice and, and whatnot. I don't think that gets uh, gets pushed. See, what I think I the way I look at it is I think uh, Grayson has just kind of proved that he is absolutely not a G League player. He's ready to just be an NBA rotation player. It's just he's not an experienced. Right. I, I, I don't think. And so, yeah, I don't think he's going to like, I will, I will take back my comments that he's going to spend a lot of time with the Salt Lake Sea Stars. Mm-hmm. I still think he'll practice with them. He might. Uh, because, uh, but, and they, they, Utah does that quite often with their rookies regardless, uh, just because they, you, you want to, uh, speed up their development timeline. And the best way you can do that, practice. Well, and my thing might be, and maybe, maybe I'm just kind of, anti Burks. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big Burks fan anymore. I've kind of been out on Burks for a while. Uh, when I see Burks get like, even that game where you talk about where he was passing the ball and I can't remember, I think that was against Toronto. Actually. It's like in the second yeah. half, he actually shot one for eight in that game. Uh, when mm-hmm. he's on the floor, the plus minus is just never, it's just so rarely positive when it's actually matters. And so I just, I don't know if I've really seen anything from Burks. To, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had some games and he's had moments in these games where it looks like he's actually playing within the flow of the offense, which I do really like. But there, I just I've seen it so many times with Burks, and I don't think yeah. Quinn is a Burks fan. And I just don't. I just I think one of the things I was thinking also with like the MBL teams and with Royce O'Neal, who um, if you look at his plus minus, I don't think it was actually very good. Uh, Sometimes I think mm-hmm. there's players that like you see them in the certain settings and they don't look very good, but when you actually get them in against NBA talent, they they seem to just kind of fit within that scheme. Like that's what I think about with Royce O'Neal. He's an elite defender. As a rookie, he had a like a high defensive block box plus minus or whatever it's called. And 
Mm-hmm. And if he can shoot 36 to 40% from three for the Jazz, he is uh, absolutely going to get minutes. And I think the biggest sign that Royce O'Neal is going to get a ton of minutes and he's pretty much locked in is against Toronto. Um, who was it that sat? I think, was it Ricky Rubio that sat? Or no, it was Joe Ingles yeah. didn't play. Uh, I think it was the first game. Who oh, who starts yeah, the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Royce O'Neal. Yeah. And so that's why... Right. That's why, to me, it's just like, I think Quinn already knows what he gets from Royce. I think Quinn already trusts Royce. And preseason has been a mm-hmm. great way for him to kind of see, you know, who do I like better, Alec Burks or or Grayson Allen? That really might be kind of what we've been seeing is maybe it's just like them competing against each other. Uh, because I don't know how much Quinn even trusts Neto, in all honesty, in every situation. Certain situations, I think he does. But I think I think Grayson Allen yeah. has proved himself. Neto is Neto is like like a like a triple A membership. Like <laughs> you get it because for emergencies, but you really don't want to use it. You don't want to have to because if you have to, <laughs> like, something bad happens. You don't want to have to. It's it's nice to have, um, and and it comes in handy and uh, when when things go wrong. It is. It's like a spare you, tire. You don't want to like, have to. It'll call get you number. to the gas station, but you replace that quickly yeah it'll get you there but it's it, but, it, but it's 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 not one of your your, your solids so i think I, I i do agree like we've seen this in the past with alec burks where he has like a string of great games and then like for two months you're you have uh like like just uh what's the just non-engaged non-engaged or he's bad just, defense gets lost on the floor yeah bad defense Pound dribble. What, what I'm wondering. Go ahead. Sorry. Is is this is this is this the season he puts it together out of necessity because of hashtag contract year? Yeah, and maybe. And can Utah and can Utah get that? Like that's that's the interesting thing is uh, I I know we've talked about where it's just like well he's an intriguing trade piece but I think he's more valuable for Utah if he produces at a high level during contract year and then they just let him go knowing that hey this was contract year Alec Burks mm-hmm. it like statistically it's an anomaly we can't rely on this every single year and um and then the cap space that we get from him and R- Rubio and Favors and all these guys coming off the books we can look at our options in the off season mm-hmm. rather than making a decision and committing to another player on a, on a, on a long-term contract and, and kind of, and, and then kind of like tying your hands behind your back with someone that maybe wasn't your, your first choice. So I, I think, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I still think it's murky. I just, I just do like, um, and maybe, and maybe that's just because Dante Exum hasn't played. Mm-hmm. And so the opening is there. But that's been the disappointing thing for me is I've wanted to watch Dante play. And so that's just been kind of a bummer. But right, right. And so it's 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 crazy. Like uh Alec Burks has had so many false starts in his career in eight years, whether it was um fighting uh Tyrone Corbin's leash to his injuries to coming back finally getting healthy and then the team like loaded up on the wings and guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in vets and with Joe Johnson and George Hill and then Royce O'Neal came along and Joe Ingles somehow came into the fray as an undrafted like mm-hmm. like he's had like like him coming into that coming into a season midway is 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 like missing half a semester and then coming right back at the midterm mm-hmm. and then we're expecting him to just fly in seamlessly yeah. I think he started he's there are points where he started to put it together and maybe he finally does because he 
he finally has seasons, consecutive seasons to be able to practice, to be healthy and all of that. But um, I, 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 I do think, um, I, I do think the, the Jazz's guards, while that is murky, I think the one that is scary to me right now is the backup four situation that's going on between Jay Crowder and Tabo Cephalosa. Yeah, I mean. And the reason I say that is Jay Crowder has uh, he he might be slimmer he might be you know able to get, to catch up to those uh those faster four uh small fours but offensively he he looks like Cleveland Jay Crowder right now it's only preseason hashtag it's only preseason mm-hmm. but he, he he doesn't have the luxury of having that small ball four uh role all to himself anymore because of Tabo Cephalosha. Mm-hmm. And if the guards, and this is the interesting thing, if the guards really um, force force Quinn's hand and where he's like, man, Grayson Allen's playing well and he deserves to be on the court. Alec Burks is playing well and he deserves to be on the court and Royce and Dante. All of a sudden, all those guys, you're like, okay, well, we're going to move them and let them play more, more minutes at the three and we want more of Joe Ingles. And Jay Crowder and Tabo are struggling at that four spot. We're going to slot... We're going to slot Joe Ingles down at the four because, man, we can't rely on Jay and Tabo right now. Tabo's not the same guy after the injury, and Jay is having trouble finding the net. And the thing, the other thing that was was worrying me is he was having trouble finishing at the rim against the Adelaide Thirty Sixers. Mm-hmm. It's and and I tell you what, and that's and, and 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 he's he's in a position battle. He's in a position battle, and so and, and same with Tabo. Like both those guys, and and. You saw it in in the Adelaide game. Quinswood looks so, got so exasperated. He went to to Niang. Well, that's the thing. Um, uh, Andy uh, Bailey put up a good so question. He was like, he was like, we demand a shrubbery, <laughs> and went to the Knight of Knee. Like he was, it, it got so bad, and so that was, so that's an interesting thing. Like Niang could be in a situation that Royce O'Neill was in last year, where you got a couple veterans who aren't who who aren't taking advantage of a very advantageous situation like um like like Royce had with um Rodney Hood last year and all of a sudden you know if there's some injuries or just bad play all of a sudden he's in a position to get minutes out of necessity it takes it takes one so, bad game from Jay and Tabo and Yang comes in and if Yang hits like two threes all of a sudden he raises a couple rungs and i it's it's nerve wracking. I mean, the things we're saying about Grayson Allen, like you know, you can't take it too serious because it's just a it's just an NBL team. Well, then what do you say about Jay Crowder? He's not hitting shots against an NBL team. Uh, Grayson Allen has looked great against NBL teams. Why can't why can't he's Jay looked, Crowder? He's looked like he's belonged against the right uh, 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 against weaker competition. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's like. Likewise, that's what make you wor- that that's what makes you worry. But then again, with Donovan, um, in his first two games, he struggled. But at the same time, when it's preseason, you know, coaching uh, the coaching staff is going to each one of these players and not necessarily making them fit in their their normal role, mm-hmm. but having them try things outside of their game because in a game setting. Mm-hmm. So that they're able to work on um, that they're that they normally would not be able to because it's practice or there's not a lot on the line. You, you're not dealing with a full defense that's working really hard to stop you. 
And so you don't, so that's the hard thing about preseason is you don't know if you're watching a player playing to their strengths in the game mm-hmm. and, and, and still struggling, or you don't know if you're watching a player's play outside of their strengths and struggling. I think with Jake Crow, Donovan Mitchell, we saw in the first two games, he was trying some post-up work more than he normally mm-hmm. does. He wasn't doing his normal cutting and slashing. And so it really looked like the coaching staff was like, we want you to work on this. Keep on working on this. Versus like Adelaide, all of a sudden he went to his strengths where he's like, okay, I'm going to Euro step around you. I'm spinning. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to my 12th gear. Uh, and he dominated. Was, so it, like exciting. any worries about Donovan Mitchell? Oh, yeah. And it was just like, okay, the gear is there. But with Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder and, and Tabo, it, it didn't feel like the coaching staff was like, Hey, go out there and, uh, you know, uh, work on that, uh, work on that, uh, spin to a dunk move that we've been working on. It was just like, hi, a uh, ball got thrown to you while you're camping in the corner, make the three mm-hmm. like that. That's, that's really it. Or you're wide open at the top of the key, make the three you got, you, uh, you got hit with the pass while you're cutting, make the uncontested layup. Like it was, um, and and a couple of the uh, uh, one layup that he missed at the at the rim was pretty highly contested. But I, I will say it was still makeable. Mm-hmm. Um, it it might be just a lot of lot of rust, but we but that's the hard thing is the coaching staff has to make a decision between Jay and Tabo. Jay Tabo and Here but soon. you mentioned something, and so I saw that was one thing I saw in Adelaide that there was one play. Sometimes you'll see a play that just kind of makes you excited, and there was one play where. It wasn't anything Joe Ingles did on offense, but it was defense. He was get some, one of the Adelaide players was posting him up, and Jay and Joe Ingles stood him up and kept him from getting to the rim. And right there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I think Joe Ingles can legit just play the four more often than he's doing." Like that's proof right there he can do it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be. And that's his natural progression. That's how you're going to get really good value out of his contract moving forward as he gets mm-hmm. older. If, and, if he can do that on the regular. And, and eventually, eventually by, the, yeah, by the end of his contract, probably even next season, he, he's going to be the – he'll be a backup four. Still getting a lot of minutes, but, but um, you, you're hoping that you're not ha- playing him as many minutes as, as, say, you are last season, a year before, because he's been really durable. But now we're getting it – later into his career and where you're you're you start to push your mm-hmm. luck well that's the hope is that if he can play the four and I, joe just doesn't change his body very much so he's always going to be kind of a three four combo but the more four he can play the better because if you can move joe ingles to the four yeah. that means you can do more of play royce o'neill at the three you can bring dante exum in and have three guard lineups and in uh dante's big enough to play the three he can switch between one through three on defense uh that just helps him out and if he can do that it makes tabo and jay pretty uh like you can let them go and it's not going to hurt you very much uh and then the fact that you do have nyang who is bigger than you realize nyang is six foot eight and if he can play mm-hmm. i'm pretty nimble pretty, pretty nimble good. like he's a boris dl where you look at him and you're like you're just surprised. It's not like he's got top end speed that's going to blow you away, but it, it, it's it's the I didn't have money on that guy that he would be able to run that quick, or he'd be able to 
to to be that laterally. Well, and the thing that Yang is showing, and I and I um, was going to say, like uh, Andy Bailey made a good comment. Like, how surprised would you be if Niang jumps Jay and Tabo in the lineup? Uh, one, of, I mean, I put like a six and a half out of of ten. Like, I'd be surprised, but I'm not going to be shocked. Uh, one of the reasons is uh, Yang brings mm-hmm. legit offensive production. Like you, like if you put in Yang, you immediately have a great three point shooter on the floor, and that is not necessarily something that uh, Jay Crowder and Tabo Cephalosha bring. Some nights Jay Crowder really hits it, and some nights he doesn't. Last year Tabo hit the shot, hit his three. I think around thirty six percent. I can't remember exactly, and that was a career year for him. So you're not always sure, like if Tabo is going to be hitting his three. Nyang is going to hit shots. He's, uh, and so that's yeah. the thing is if Nyang like plays well, learns the system, he's on a cheap contract for three, I think two or three years. Uh, I mean, and the Jazz, if they like Nyang and they have some free agents that they're kind of looking at in the next upcoming off season, you you have if you're like halfway through the year. And Tabo and Jay haven't really improved or shown you all that much that makes you think, wow, these guys have really, uh, pl- they're really playing outside of what we thought. You might just say, you know what? It's better for us to just keep Nyang and let that money fall off and get a uh, Chris Middleton or something in the offseason. Oh, I think Jay Crowder is, is guaranteed for next season. I think he's guaranteed for like one more year at like, but that's six million. It's not like it's, it's uh, Alec Burke's okay. contract. Where he's on, you're on the hook for like eleven, but yeah, uh, but I agree. Like you have to, like you, you want to with uh, with Crowder and and them. I I and this right. and this right. kind of segues us really nice into you know what we'd like to see in the next few games. I want to see. I I do want to see Niang um, playing with that uh, with the starters more and more of the main rotation mm-hmm. guys. Um, and I want to see. I, I want to see if he can he can uh, play well because he got a chance last night and it really looks like the, uh, like, like he put a ton of pressure on himself. Like can't mess this up. Can't mess this up. And he had three fouls and two, two points in two minutes. So it was uh, very much, he didn't want to mess this up and he messed it up. But, um, (laughs) So so here we are hyping. We're like Niang really has a, has a chance to take you know to seize this moment, and he totally didn't seize mm-hmm. this moment. But he but I, I do think I do think because of the play of Tabo and Jay, uh, he deserves at least one more shot because they're getting they're getting a few more shots. Though Jay Crowder, if anybody deserves a benefit of the Dallas Jay Crowder, just because of how good that Jazz lineup mm-hmm. was when. He was out there like that. They had um, the best net rating out of any lineup post All Star mm-hmm. break, and, and it wasn't even close. They were just on a completely other level. In fact, the Utah Jazz had two of the five best lineups for net rating post All Star break, which is just again insane. Uh, so um, he does deserve the benefit of the doubt. But I think it is kind of one of those things, a little bit like um, when we talked about Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, where you're like, okay, we're going to let this experiment go. But if we do not see residual back, um, at you know, what point do we pull the trigger? And I think at least in preseason, when games don't count, 
if you're going to give Jay, they're ultimately going to give Jay Crowder, I believe, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this this position race. Um, I I do think uh, you you owe it to yourselves to find out. Hey, if it if it does not work out, do we at least have a little bit of sample size from preseason that Niang could come in here and and, mm-hmm. and do some work? And so I, I think I think they do owe it to themselves to find out that. I think the other thing too. Um, that I'm looking forward um, to in the next uh, next couple games. How do Alec Burks and Grayson Allen play? But more so, um, I want to see how Dante because um, I just want to. And, and I understand there. If Dante's getting held out, held out, and everyone has said it, they haven't been like, oh, okay, he's going to need injections and blah blah blah. This is, like they aren't being very. It's not like they're being secretive. It's just it's preseason. We're not going to let him get injured mm-hmm. in preseason. And they're treating him like a rotation guy rather than a dude who has to earn his spot. So that's how I feel about that that issue. That being said, I I would like – just for my own fandom, I just want to see the dude Mm -hmm. get some run before the the season Yeah, I just want to see him play. He's fun to watch, and I just want to see it come together for him. That's the thing is there's so many things that we don't know about, like the practices and training camp stories that are going on that we don't know about or the jazz just kind of keep in tight lipped like hey you know what dante's looks great there's no reason to get him injured or things like jay crowder and tabo are just they just had a couple games where they didn't shoot well but you know in practice they've looked fantastic uh things like that that you just don't know mm-hmm. but i i just want to see dante play um there's one thing that's been interesting for me about uh dante and donovan actually um I've been writing about Royce O'Neal, and and one of the things I've realized is the Jazz kind of have just three positions uh, that they kind of have. There's like a penetrator, a wing, and a big. And um, I kind of want to just see Dante play because I kind of want to see what roles he plays in with the Jazz. Is he kind of that point of the attack that penetrates and either finishes at the rim or passes, or is he going to be playing more of just kind of a wing perimeter like Royce O'Neal or or Jay Crowder that kind of plays outside and shoots the ball. Uh, it's just I just want to watch him play because mm-hmm. he's been such a question mark for so long and maybe we're just ready to watch the regular season. But if we could watch Dante get 15 minutes tomorrow, that would be fantastic. I uh, Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is we know Dante can defend almost every oh, position mm-hmm. on defense um, and uh but i think on offense the question is still there where you're like mm-hmm. what is he is he a point it, it, like and not and, and and utah's offense makes it a little bit simpler more of an a or b choice rather than uh is he a point guard is he shooting guard is he forward is he a slash like um with utah i he, there's a lot it's easier to know what he you know to put him into a little category and also not allow that category to um label him and put mm-hmm. him in a box but at the same time it, we are wondering well what is he we know he's fast like we know that um we know he's a good defender um and in the playoffs and towards the end of the seat when he came back he he looks like he could get to the rim whenever mm-hmm. he wanted. Now the key is, um, a is he going to be able to be a a, a positive 
offensive player for the team as a whole because of that skill. Um, and uh, I, I think it's interesting, like looking at him, he's very much like Sean Livingston in a way. And if I was a Utah Jazz, I would be just be showing him clip after clip after clip of Sean Livingston with the Warriors and being like, look, this is a team that's a very three and at the rim happy team. And this guy still does work. And you you still have your athleticism while this guy really had to adjust when when he lost his athleticism mm-hmm. due to his injuries. So you still you still got it. So the, these are uh, these are hard skills that you can learn by like like hitting that uh, like hitting uh, that mid range jumper off the dribble and um, really being able to um, make those cuts off the ball and work off ball. And that might be the biggest thing for Dante is he needs it, for him to be on the court because of the makeup of um, this team with Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio right now, he's really got to work at playing off ball and being an, a real asset off ball. And that doesn't mean I wait in the corner mm-hmm. and hit threes. Like there's, there's more to playing off ball than just being like, I hit threes. Cause I think a lot of people are like, well, if he doesn't hit threes and why you can't have him on the court. Well, um, Sean Livingston does a pretty damn good job of it on the best team in mm-hmm. the NBA. So he doesn't necessarily have to hit threes at a high clip. Would it help? Uh, yeah, it would. But um, but he can still be a valuable part to this team and still be worth his 11 mil a year by working off ball, being a defensive player, and and being a positive player, almost like a Ronnie Brewer, but with more speed, athleticism, and can guard mm-hmm. more positions. Yeah, I, I, he's he's got a lot so, of... It. I mean, we've talked about Dante Exum for years, just waiting, and we finally get to see him this year. Uh, if he can just show that penetration, uh, one of the things I did love seeing from him in that first game um, was just his passing. I, he's such an underrated passer, and I loved seeing him get like four assists, and a lot of them were to to Grayson, which was exciting to just see kind of a little bit of uh, chemistry there and the kind of the makings of a fun mm-hmm. uh guard lineup there i mean that's a that's a really intriguing you know you put out grace Allen, royce o'neill and dante and if you have another shooter in jay crowder that's like a spread floor that allows dante to get to the rim it's just there's just some exciting things seeing those three together it's interesting it, that's like seeing the future it's like seeing a little bit like especially grace and Allen, the way he's played against mm-hmm. these australian teams i can definitely see what the front office was seeing when they're like we really think this backcourt of Donovan and Grayson is going to be really good. I remember when they were saying that, I was like, you got to pump the brakes, man. We're like talking a backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Grayson Allen. Like you just got to slow down. But Grayson Allen, when he, it, when that shot is falling, Ooh boy, it's fun. It, it, his shot, it, his, his shooting stroke is as nice as Rodney hoods, but it goes in. It's a pure stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a, he's got one of those pure strokes. Yeah, and that was the frustrating thing with Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood had one of the most beautiful shots in the NBA, and it never <laughs> it went looks in. Great, like that was like it was beautiful. It was like textbook. Like it was the type of thing when you showed it to kids, you're like, "This is what you got to do. You got to get your you got to get my your elbow locked in. You got to follow through. You got to get a good 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 jump." Like it was everything, and then Rodney Hood just doesn't go in. Like it it. It's it makes no sense, but with with Grayson Allen, same thing. It looks beautiful. It's, it's actually what you teach. He reminds me of JJ Redick. He, he, he does like he, 
it re- it reminds me of JJ Reddick, and and not and I'm not just being like because uh, he's white, <laughs> no, but but just like of a guy who's uh, who's shot and Ray Allen a little bit too, where where his shot just looks like if you like Embiid when he's like Google's white, white guy shooting three. <laughs> that was a funny like comment. like that's what it reminds me that that, that, that that real talk. That is probably the best thing I've read all. All off season was Joel Embiid's players <laughs> tribune piece on on that. It was <laughs> great. Well, seriously, Sixers would be so likable if they didn't have Ben uh, Simmons. Agreed. But moving on, because they have Redick, they have Ben, they have uh, Joel Embiid, they have uh, they have Sorry, they, they would be likable. They'd be so likable. Um, but the but it, it it that's what they 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 uh. His seems to me. It's just like if you were to Google how to shoot threes, his his jump jumper mm-hmm. would be there. Because I I you look at guys like um like Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio, or Joe Ingles, and I mean they're they're effective. And now Ricky Rubio's is effective. And I have been pleased. Like Ricky Rubio is shooting above forty percent from three so far. Three Ricky days. Rubio, that's another thing. Rubio's looking like a weapon already he is he's struggling uh, i think he's struggling from the rim and i think that's going to take a bit to get going and to get his touch back around there but it it it's making me happy that he's able to space the floor because if he's able to space the floor man oh man that just allows donovan just to do work so mm-hmm. so grayson allen he does remind me of of, of jj reddick ray allen a bit i'm not saying they're he's going to turn into him i'm just saying his 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 shooting motion just looks clean it just looks it's very, absolutely it's just clean. A perfect it's just a perfect motion stroke it looks great yeah. uh, like that's the thing that's what that's what we're seeing from gary grayson allen's i think we're seeing his ceiling which is he's not blowing by guys but what i like is he's shooting the ball exceptionally well uh, when he's playing against that level of talent and he's also passing the ball within the offense he's not pounding the dribble he gets the ball and he either shoots it or he passes it or he drives and that's perfect i am i am i am blown away he's got he's got some he's got bunnies he's got some Mm -hmm. serious bunnies like i i I I just i didn't expect it i did not expect that time to bounce i'm just gonna say it i told you I told yeah, you so. Yeah. I told you he was good. When I watch like the YouTube dunk videos, I'm like, ah, it doesn't like it, it. It looks like a guy like a rim grazer. Like, and what I mean by rim grazer is like that's like he looks like a dude who would get like the base package in NBA 2K for his dunks. Where you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he like he has the same dunk package as the Joe Ingles. And mm-hmm. and watching him, <laughs> but watching him in a game like. You realize, like he's he's got he's got some vertical. He's definitely got some vertical, and he's he's fun. He's 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 definitely going to be a fun one. Um, and right. uh, I I I don't like I don't like the YMCA tough guy like guarding your heart out for the first eight seconds and then kind of not playing through the possession. And I think that'll change with Quint Snyder breathing down your neck. But. Um, <laughs> But I do, I, I do like him on the offensive side of the ball, and I think he's going to be a fun player. I, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is a really important question. What type of pink backpack would you get, Grayson? 
Because um, didn't, didn't uh, Donovan have like the uh, he had the 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 pink fairy, like the one that had the wings, <laughs> which I I think is an all time great pink backpack. Like I think that was a very solid choice with the pink backpack. And to his credit, he wore it through the playoffs. He was he was showing up, like he was making that walk on TNT. Well, whatever with rookie, whatever they got him, get it for Grayson. Like, Maybe it's good luck. Is it My Little Pony? I don't know what it is, but so get it for Grayson. Yeah, I, yeah, I have. I like what? What? What would you get? Do you get him like a pink, like Wreck It Ralph? <laughs> I get him pink. Uh, let's see. Like, what do you do? Let's get him a pink. What, what, what do you do? With uh, pink. Uh, pink Barbie. Just go Barbie. Go Barbie. Go go classic. 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 Like I don't want to do Frozen. Frozen is overdone. Like there's too much frozen out there. Um, I, I think I, uh, what I think would be a good one, uh, give him the Moana. I, I think, uh, and maybe that's just <laughs> because I've seen Moana in the past, like t- a year and a half with, with my, uh, with my almost two year old daughter now about 300 times. And that, and, uh, <laughs> um, I would say go with Moana. I think rock them pink Moana backpack. I think it would be a good choice. So let it. Is that where the? Oh no, let it go. That's frozen. Dude, that's frozen. Frozen. Like uh, Mo- Moana's uh-huh. like Moana. I I don't really know the words, even though I've heard it forever. I'm I'm not a type well, of person the- that memorizes quotes from movies. My my wife is, but I'm not. I I can't. I'll be like, yeah, just like this, and she's like, that's not what they said. I'm like, that's kind of what they said. <laughs> I I hope they go with. (laughs) I don't know where we're going with this, but I want Grayson Allen to play uh, at least. I want Grayson Allen to get a pink backpack that allows him to play at least ten minutes per game average by the end of the season. So maybe that means he beats out somebody and then gets those minutes. Does Niang get get a pink backpack? Because, I mean, he was a two-way player, but he wasn't, like, on contract. Does he get a pink backpack now? Like, does he officially get it? I don't think so because... I don't think so because they didn't force him to go dance for the rookie dance-off. So I guess the players don't really consider... I don't know about the two-way. Like, the two-way... Two-way plays into some ambiguity and and allows dudes to to skate by without going a full year with the pink backpack. That is a travesty. It is mm-hmm. disrespectful, and I won't accept it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. He never had to wear a pink least, backpack. Although maybe he did. Do we have footage I, of, I of last had, season? Maybe I he was wearing he had one. A pink backpack, but I don't. But he didn't get all throughout the all throughout the year. So I think, I I I think he has to have one at least for half of the season, and mm-hmm. it should be Moana as well. I, I can't think of the name of the Moana songs, but there's a good one. I'm just, I just don't watch enough of these things. Uh, but like I did. Like, it's like it's like the sea one. It's like or you're welcome. I watched a really good uh, kids show that I watched with my me and my wife loved it. Actually, we watched it with my kids. It's let's just called, make this the worst podcast uh, imaginable. Let's just go down this road. <laughs> hey. It's preseason. It's called this the Dragon this, Prince. Yeah. Oh, if dra- there's a pink, that was fun. If there's a pink, if there's a pink Dragon Prince backpack, 
get that sucker because that was a good show. That it was, was a good show. I, I will agree with that. It was a good show. The animation kind of throws you off because it has like this bit of stop animation vibe. Kind but once you're video into it, gamey you're into kind of look to it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have I have just one final thing that I want to end this with. There's something that I liked a lot actually, and it was Donovan actually. Donovan did not look very great in the first two games. And even before that, I don't know if you were able to watch on the Facebook Live and watch the three-point competition, but he lost. You know who tied Donovan Mitchell in the three-point contest? Uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert had the same score as Donovan Mitchell in the three-point contest at the fan event. Uh, So I think Donovan's come in a little bit rusty. But what I loved about last game is it looked like he made that first three at the start of the game. But then he just, his shot wasn't falling again. And I loved that he went to the rim and he just made things happen. And he went into the shots that he knew he would be making. And Donovan mm-hmm. won that game. I, I, I love that for Donovan. I hope he does that at the, this season as well. Like when the shot's not falling, Donovan's an elite finisher at the rim. And honestly, Donovan should probably be a rim first player. And I don't know. Maybe he's a Dwayne Wade. He's a Dwayne Wade. He really is a Dwayne Wade. Like I think his three point shot can get a lot, lot better. But I, I, I definitely think he's a type of player that needs to every game work inside out. Like he's. I that's, agree. That's, that's 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 his type, and um, I think the key for that to happen this next season is Joe Ingles has got to be his Joe Ingles self, Ricky Rubio. Needs to continue sh- shooting the way he is, 35-plus percent. Well, I do have to eat crow. Uh, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? I said, Ricky Rubio, I'm not I'm not convinced he can hit 35% or over. When, in fact, last season he hit 35%. Oh, yeah. Did you so, see one of the comments? So, so, yeah. so here's the thing. Shout out to here's, commenters. Yeah, shout out to the commenters. Here's the thing. Don't let the liberal media tell you what 35% means, okay? This is some fake news. We all know what we saw. And hopefully he shoots 35% next year. Thank you for pointing that the out. Libs, yes. The libs are coming for you. Yes. The liberal jazz media is telling you. Wait, wait. Am I the liberal jazz media? Am I like the only liberal I jazz think, media? Okay. I Sorry. Think you're liberal I'm telling jazz you. Media. I, I, like, I'm, like, I'm, the, I'm telling you he didn't shoot it. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna believe what what the stats tell you? Or are you gonna or are you gonna use your two eyes? Okay, use your two <laughs> eyes. But but the but the but um real talk though is if he's shooting above if he's shooting thirty five percent like uh, and above like he did um and he shot at above four at a forty percent clip post all star break if he does that my goodness that lane is just going to open up for Donovan because you're gonna be like well. I, if if I if I sag on Ricky, uh, he's gonna hit it. He's he's gonna hit it this game. And if if I don't, and if I and if I don't, then that leaves that leaves our shooting guard on an island against Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And so, well, and that was why Donovan really was able to go off in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why and, he if if Ricky was shooting it, then Donovan just went off, and so that's just bodes well. And the other thing that I liked about Rubio last night is uh, Rubio, his shot wasn't falling and uh, well, from <laughs> at the rim, but he was going mm-hmm. to the rim. He shot like seven free throws and he made all seven and he hit 40% of his threes. So I, 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 so 
there were signs last night where they struggled. They obviously struggled without Gobert there, but they made adjustments. And by the end of the second quarter, they had fit. They had they had figured out the Adelaide Thirty Sixers, and were in a better, much better spot. So, because I bet you, if they were still struggling at halftime, <laughs> and they had not, and they were still losing, I bet you every single one of those stars would have had their tails on the floor to start the third quarter. Oh, and so absolutely. I think I think they because they figured it out. Quinn was like, "Okay, good job." <laughs> I'm not, not going to embarrass for the first you guys. Quarter, but but it, thank you for for you know adjusting, figuring it out, and so um, that's that's the the, the big thing um, I think going forward and in the preseason is it like obviously you're not getting 48, you know you're not getting a full 48 of how the rotation is going to be play out. All you can hope for is that you're able to see them if you see them struggle, they adjust and they make a correction. And or you're able to see them really be able to um, put what they've been working on in the offseason into the game. And so for the next two games, mm-hmm. what what I want to see is I want to see what Jay Crowder and Tabo can do. And I want mm-hmm. to see Yang with some time with the starters. And then how much please longer can y- yes, please let's see Dante. And I want to see the backcourt of irrational confidence of Grayson Allen and Alec Burks more because they've been fun. <laughs> they've been a they lot have of been fun. fun. It is. It, it is. I, I love those two together. There's so much swag between them, and very little log, log, logical decisions being made. And it that You're makes for the, great the Burks truth. There's a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, the Burks oh. truthers on the comments right now are like are coming out in a fury, like like a when a like a fuzzy bigfoot video comes out and they're like see the truth is out there like <laughs> like they are coming out in wait and kudos to them like they, like they they are just like they have they have held on like the Alec Burks truthers like you got to be hanging out to really be there and um man they're year 8 like, and they are still going so shout, shout out to out, you guys man. Yeah, there's like if there's a Dante Exum Island, there there is just there is just a rowboat of three people lost at sea of Burke's truthers. It just looks and, like the end of a Vietnam <laughs> film or something. Like like they're they're the dudes who are drinking their own urine who are talking about if I die, eat my body so you can survive and go make it make it and survive on. Like that's 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 the Alec Burke's boat right now. And and kudos to them. So I want to see more of the more of those two because it makes for fun preseason. And there's nothing on the line. So let's see more of them. So that's what I want. That's what I want for the rest mm-hmm. of the preseason. That sounds perfect. I th- I agree. I think uh, just some more Grayson Allen knocking down threes like a stud. I want to see Dante penetrating, finishing at the rim, passing the ball. I think Dante is going to have a big year this year. I actually think Dante's going to. He might be MIP this year. And so let's just see him play against Portland a little bit. Give him 15 minutes. That's all I need. Um, guys, I hope you go and and uh, subscribe and like the podcast. Go to iTunes and search it out because we're yeah. going to read what you say. Obviously, and- I read every single weird thing we said you guys said last time. And I like you say it. you're an Idaho State Bengal fan and a Utah Jazz fan, just remember, I'll Venmo you. One dollar. That's a George Washington, my friend. You can get almost a Coke with it. <laughs> there you go. 
Go Bengals. Go Jazz. Like and subscribe this podcast, podcast guys. Uh, um, podcast. Let's see. This is this podcast. Is the, the zeitgeist of podcasts. The podcast. <laughs> see, because I, I was trying to think of the correct ending. I don't know how we never end this quite as smooth. But I was gonna. What do the professionals we don't, we don't do? Have an do we need an ending? Do we need I was an say, ending? Like, what do they say for SLC Dunk? This is your host at Hanson James. And then I, I just hope we Milo. don't. I just hope. Yeah, I just. I just hope we don't like end this all awkward. <laughs> oh well, it's already there. Yeah, it's really there. <laughs> Guys, like and subscribe. It. Talk to you next week. Good night. Peace. <laughs>